Shabbat Shalom. The last time I was at the hair salon, it finally hit me. I could no longer avoid it. I could not deny it. I couldn't cover it up. I couldn't change the subject. It was staring me in the face. I have a lot of gray hair. Denial is follicle futility. The truth was there on the blue cape. White was the primary color. Now, physicists tell us that white and black aren't even colors in the conventional sense. So some non-color has attacked and defeated the last chromatic vestiges of my youth. By the way, have you ever asked yourself why those capes in the hair salons are always dark, they're always blue or black? Dark magnifies white. Have you ever considered that if the capes were white, it would be harder to detect gray hair? Maybe that's why they're dark. It's good for the hair salon business. If we couldn't see all that gray hair, we wouldn't rush to color. In any case, the truth I could no longer deny is that I am brown speckled with white. I am not brown speckled with white. I'm white speckled with brown. I'm still in a sense of denial here. The only saving grace is that my stylist, whom I have known for 25 years and understands me better than most people, you know, the relationship between a man and his barber is sacred and inviolate. My stylist reassured me that the most important thing is to have hair at all. That made me feel better for about an hour. And for the past two weeks, I've been trying to figure out the significance of this salon surprise. Why does it matter to me? There's a verse in the book of Proverbs, Ateret tiferet seva bederech tzdaka timatse. Gray hair is a crown of glory. It is found in the way of the righteous. The Bible is emphatic. Gray is good. A silver head is like a crown of glory. So if gray is good, if white is wondrous, if silver is stupendous, why do so many people reject the crown? Why do they abdicate removing the silver diadem from their head? Gray hair is more or less a thing of the past now. At my parents' senior living community, I notice that the hallways clang with walkers. But you see many 90-year-old bodies crowned with the hair of 20-year-olds. Why? It's fairly obvious, no? Hoary hair is a marker. It is a signpost on our one-way journey through life. Silver suggests certainty. The flow of time is indomitable and irreversible. 
White can be washed, but not whitewashed. The truth can be colored, but not canceled. We do not own time. Time owns us. We do not control time. Time controls us. What is left for us is the choice of how to use our time. If we waste time, time wastes us. And even that choice is not unencumbered. We are subject to many limitations beyond our control. Actually, living decades with gray hair is a modern phenomenon. As late as a century ago, the average lifespan, life expectancy in the United States was 50. Before the modern era, we didn't live long enough even to see that many people with gray hair. To see a white crown in biblical times was a marvel. It was a sign of God's beneficence. Rise before the white head, says the book of Leviticus. It's still the case today that some cultures venerate the elderly. But the truth of Western civilization is that gray means old, and it is to be feared. As philosopher Friedrich Schiller wrote, gray hairs are death's blossoms. So is it any wonder that when we see these blossoms, we seek to prune or pluck them or hide them under a garment of color? Today is the 34th day of the Omer. Jews count days beginning on Passover when we finish counting the 49th day. Shavuot begins. That's two weeks from tomorrow night. This week's Torah portion states, Tisperu chamishim yom. And you shall count off seven weeks. You must count until the day after the seventh week, 50 days. Counting suggests anxiety. No. When we count, we know that infinity might exist as a theoretical concept, but in reality, everything human is limited. When we count, we get to the end. Our days are numbered. Why does the Bible want us to count seven weeks between Passover and Shavuot? Scholars posit that these weeks will determine the outcome of the all-important harvest, which during this time of the year is at risk of being destroyed by heat waves. Israel just came off one of those weeks where it was brutally hot by virtue of the easterly winds. And thus, scholars tell us, there was anxiety during this period between Passover and Shavuot. The Mishnah emphasizes that Passover, when we start counting, the world is judged by the harvest. There is judgment in counting. Life hangs in the balance. 
And so counting towards 50 in the season of the harvest is anxiety promoting. But when we get there, it's a relief. There'll be food for the season. Even for us, when we count our days, and even when we celebrate one of those days, our birthday, there's still a little element of anxiety on that day, no? On Rosh Hashanah, considered by our tradition to be the birthday of the world, there's still an element of judgment on that day, fear and awe, no? Modernity is characterized by the need to demystify. We want to understand everything. We don't like mysteries. For us, life is not a mystery to marvel, but a problem to solve. We want to solve everything by proving everything scientifically. Evidence, equations, algorithms, these are our era's replacements for God. Some even believe that eventually science will solve the problem of aging. Perhaps, if they do, it will destroy the hair coloring business, at least in New York. But in the meantime, until the scientists solve the problem of aging, consider the last public words of the playwright and author, William Soroyan. Five days before he died, he contacted the media with this statement. I know everyone has to die, but somehow I always thought an exception would be made in my case. Now what? Now what? This is the urgent question of life. Sooner or later, perhaps when we see the white on blue truth in the hair salon, sooner or later, we must confront our mortality. And then what? Even on birthdays, Jews say to each other, ad vesrim. May you live until 120, the lifespan of Moses. But even 120, which is not bad, is not 220. It's not even 125. And then what? As the psalmist wrote, before the mountains were born, you formed the earth and all the universe. A thousand years are as yesterday in your sight. The days of our years are threescore a year and ten, or by reason of strength, fourscore years. So teach us to count our days 
that we may acquire a heart of wisdom. Now what? Teach us to count our days that we may acquire a heart of wisdom. Teach us to marvel, to express existential appreciation and gratitude for life itself. Teach us not to reduce life to chemistry, biology, mathematics, and physics alone. These are too limiting. Teach us beauty. Teach us love, mercy, peace of mind. Teach us to laugh and to continue to laugh until the final day. Teach us wisdom. Teach us not only knowledge of the accumulated information of humankind. Teach us true wisdom, the intuition of the unifying elements of all existence, the ineffable bonds connecting us to all of life before us and to all that will follow us. Teach us to measure our one-way journey to you with tranquility, contentment, serenity, and peace.